0: you are listening to iwg radio the place to be for all of your wellness needs hosted by functional medicine physician dr nicole rivera and functional medicine nutritionist brooke scheller we just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions the lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. I am Dr. Nicole Rivera and I am here with Brooke Scheller, the functional medicine nutritionist. We work side-by-side at Integrative Wellness Group in Belmar, New Jersey. And we are going to be talking to you about how different viruses can be associated with autoimmune conditions.
1: Yeah, this is something we were actually inspired to start talking about based off of our last podcast that we did about mono and Lyme disease and kind of how some of those things might be impacting your body. One of the things, though, that is important to mention and is something that we've been looking at a little more closely in our practice is how certain viruses might be impacting certain organ systems. So we think about in general, you know, we we did this previous podcast on mononucleosis and Epstein-Barr virus, but is it um, impacting a certain organ in the body is it maybe contributing to some type of autoimmune condition? And this doesn't just go for Epstein-Barr virus, but it goes for all different types of viruses. Um, But I kind of was inspired to bring this up to Dr. Nicole because recently I had a patient that has um, a condition called Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroiditis. And this is actually really commonly seen. This is probably the most commonly seen autoimmune condition that we see in our practice. But something that's really interesting is that this patient had mentioned to me in her consult that she had previously been diagnosed with Graves' disease uh, about 15 years earlier. And while, you know, we looked at all of this in the blood, she did not show any signs of Graves' disease, but she had now shown signs of Hashimoto's. And what she had expressed to me was that she had previously been told by other uh, physicians that her graves was in remission. And so something that her and I discussed um, was the possibility of some type of virus specifically impacting the thyroid. And I do want Dr. Nicole to get into kind of the science behind um, how that can contribute to autoimmunity. Definitely. So
0: kind of piggybacking just off of what Brooke is saying is the idea that different viruses that get into our system, that some viruses might cause us to have, you know, some type of digestive discomfort, so what we call a stomach bug. Um, sometimes we get different viruses that will cause us to just, you know, have a fever and not feel well, have some swollen glands, and just, you know, not be able to go to work for the day. So they come in all different shapes and forms, and typically after we get over the hump of the symptoms of, okay, we're not experiencing the, the diarrhea anymore, so okay, my stomach is better, so my body is good, the, the virus is out of my system. Or, okay, I had you know three months of really not feeling well because I, I got mono, but now I'm feeling better, so the virus is out of my system. And unfortunately, that's not the way that it works when it comes to viruses. They will remain within the body. But more importantly, they can manifest in specific tissue of the body. So as an example, when you talk about an autoimmune condition, what that is telling us is that the immune system is attacking part of the body. It could be the thyroid. It could be your connective tissue. It could be your pancreas. It could be a lot of different things. They all have different names. It's, you know, multiple sclerosis, lupus, um, Hashimoto's, Graves' disease, etc., So all of those different diseases are just talking about the immune system attacking a different organ. And if we really think about the concept of the way the immune system works is the immune system is the main role and function is to fight infection. So why would the immune system one day just turn on us? Why would it all of a sudden just decide to start attacking an organ? And we're kind of told that it just happens, it could be genetic, genetics, it could be your family history, it's just something that's not well understood, and it it happens, and you'll have it forever, and you'll never be able to get rid of it. But when we start to think about this a little bit more logically, it makes perfect sense that there is an infection that is buried within that organ, which would then cause the immune system to attack that virus or bacteria or parasite, and then from there, the tissue will get damaged. So when we think about this concept, it's actually very, very difficult to figure this kind of stuff out because our lab testing is so limited. So when you talk about running different viruses in your blood work, all you know is they're in the body. You don't know where they are. So you would technically have to do a biopsy of that organ to figure out if there's an infection there. And honestly, that's not the most pleasant process. Um, And there's not many physicians that are doing it. So one of the solutions that we've found in our office is using a muscle testing therapy that is very similar to applied kinesiology, but it's a lot more specific with the diagnosis of different types of infections that could be held within organs. So after we run labs and we figure out, okay, this person has X amount of viruses in their body, now let's figure out where these viruses are. So we do this form of muscle testing to kind of hone in on these different places, and it always ends up correlating with the type of autoimmune condition that they have. So it's very, very common to see uh, Lyme's disease with someone that has lupus. Lyme's disease hides in your connective tissue, and lupus is a autoimmune condition that attacks your connective tissue. This is a podcast that we have done, so if you are someone who's dealing with lupus, definitely listen to that. But... The most common thing that we actually see with Hashimoto's, which is in the thyroid, is we see a lot of viruses uh, classified as like retrovirus or neurovirus. And if you actually Google these, you're going to find that these are almost um, like stomach bugs or, um, you know, different types of viruses that manifest as food poisoning. And again, you get food poisoning for maybe two, three days. You're out of commission. You know, your symptoms resolve and you think, oh, I'm in the clear and not realizing that that could actually manifest in a different organ.
1: And I think it's it's something that for me kind of really strikes a chord because I feel like it's almost like an aha moment. Like you're almost like, wow, that makes so much sense that if I have a bug in my connective tissue, that my body might start fighting that and then that autoimmune process might start to occur. So I think it's pretty eye-opening in terms of looking at things from a different perspective. And one of the things that I want to talk about is and I know that you kind of mentioned what we do in our office, um, but the limitations of the testing, because a lot of the different autoimmune conditions, like you mentioned, you'd have to do some type of tissue biopsy, even something, for example, like multiple sclerosis or what we call MS, typically to have a really good diagnosis on that, they have to actually do a spinal tab, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, and MRIs. Yeah. And And the other thing with that is, you know, we do that and we understand more about that, but- Really, how does that change the actual course of treatment?
0: Well, the spinal tap, they're looking for the antibodies. They're looking for the antibodies of um, the the immune system attacking the myelin sheath. So they're not actually looking for infection. And uh, you really would have to biopsy the neurological tissue. So you would have to biopsy the brain or the spinal cord or the nerve, which you can't. You can't do it because if you are to biopsy it, aka touch it, you will create neurological damage, Um, you know, and if God forbid you touched the spinal cord, you would create paralysis and a variety of other things. So it's really just not possible to do the proper testing to figure out what is is attacking the neurological system. So when you're looking at, you know, how you can really figure out what is the common trigger, you know, you have to definitely test the blood to see what viruses are showing up. So you kind of have a possibility of an idea if those viruses are maybe affecting the neurological system. But one of the biggest things that I would say is if somebody has parasites in their gut, there's a very strong possibility that they also have parasites in their, possibly in the brain or affecting other parts of their neurological system. There's actually been a lot of research done on something called Toxoplasma gandhi, which is a parasite that is known to affect the, the um, neurological tissue. And it's been actually shown to be correlated with bipolar and, and uh, schizophrenia.
1: Well, and with limitations of testing, I think one of the big things is for parasites, we typically do a stool analysis. But that doesn't mean that para- if we have parasites in the body, it doesn't always mean that they're living in the gastrointestinal system. Well, because if you do
0: have something called leaky gut, meaning things from your gut are escaping into your blood, then once it's in your blood, it can go anywhere. It can go into your joints, it can go into your connective tissue, it can go into your brain. It's really the the sky's the limit, unfortunately. And you know, the other thing is is we do have something called a blood brain barrier, which is there to specifically protect our brain from any types of infections and toxins and heavy metals. But nowadays, all of our blood-brain barriers are so damaged because of how much sugar and how many pesticides and how many heavy metals and mercury. We are constantly being bombarded with these toxins that are literally breaking down the integrity of the blood-brain barrier. And there are so many things that are getting into the brain that should never, ever be there. Um, and one of the most common things that we do through our muscle testing technique called autonomic response testing is we also look at something called the Borna virus. And the Borna virus is actually, there is not one lab in the United States that tests for it. And the reason why is because this was a virus that was founded in Germany and it is something that is not necessarily thought to have come to the United States, but unfortunately we do find it quite often. But the Borna virus, it's B-O-R-N-A, that is a virus specifically that will affect the neurological system. And, you know, once you kind of have that information, you're able to help people to get these these viruses out of the body and support the immune system in a very, very specific way.
1: Well, and I think that that's the important thing to, to bring up is... You know, this isn't meant to scare you that now you're thinking that there's something more, um, more to it with your autoimmune condition, but it gives us so much more power in terms of how to treat it, right? Because we can look and try to help to support your immune system and stop the actual autoimmune process from happening. But if you don't actually take a look and impact if there is some type of bacteria or virus or parasite, if we don't attack that then we might not be able to get to that root cause of the autoimmune condition. So I think that that's really the take-home message there. Um, But, you know, talking about what we would do, I want you to give a little bit more insight to our listeners of what we would do in this case. Mm -hmm. Well, establishing what you
0: know, establishing the viral load in the body is really important because some people, you know, I, one of the viruses as an example that I test for in the blood is called parvo virus, which actually has a lot of implications in dogs, but not as many in humans. And I'm like, that's not the point of why I'm testing it says because, Oh, you might have gastrointestinal issues. If parvos in your system, it's more so I want to take inventory on how many viruses you have, because if you have two viruses, you know, Okay not that big of a deal, we'll give your body some immune support, but if you have five or more viruses, then your immune system is extremely taxed out and we need to support you very differently um, just because we have to kind of make sure that we're covering all of our bases. So being able to establish through not only the lab testing, but also using that muscle testing, how many viruses are present, where are they living within the body, And once you know where they are, you can get very, very specific on your treatment. So like as an example, um, if somebody does have, you know, a lot of strep in their tonsils, then instead of just taking a supplement or an antimicrobial or anything like that, we might say, okay, you're going to make sure to use this mouthwash as well. Um, And you might also do something called oil pulling. So we're making sure we're taking care of the oral health because it's so close to the tonsils instead of just saying, take these supplements and be done with it. Um, The same story, if somebody is having like a ton of parasites in their descending colon um, or something called their sigmoid colon, we might say, um, do some enemas because that is actually really close to the rectum opposed to, again, just saying take supplements because technically it has to get from the mouth all the way down to the end of the digestive tract. So you can tailor the treatment to be very, very effective. Um, And one of the other things that we do is we do use laser therapy um, and we'll set it. Lasers are really amazing in the fact that you can set a laser to be antibacterial. You can set a laser to be antimicrobial, uh, anti-yeast, anti-parasitic. So if you use the laser at specific settings, say on the thyroid, you're using it on an antiviral setting, that will help to also start the process of getting rid of that virus and then the supplements do the rest of the work. And then uh, from a dietary perspective, you really want to make sure that you're following a um, autoimmune paleo type diet. So my most recent cookbook called Eat for Your Gut um, is, is really, there's two different chapters. There is a chapter about someone trying to strictly get their gastrointestinal system working better. And then there is another chapter that is really geared towards, uh, someone who is dealing with an autoimmune condition and helping them to get on an anti-inflammatory diet. So they're not, uh, so they're decreasing inflammation, but they're also not feeding these different types of infections that could be in their body. So definitely checking out the Eat For Your Gut cookbook on Amazon, um, and that can definitely get you started with making those dietary changes.
1: Yeah, and with regard to diet, I think even knowing more about If there are certain viruses or certain organs that are more impacted, you might be able to be more strategic with the things that you're consuming. So for example, if there is something going on with the liver, you might want to increase your detox pathways and add things like cruciferous vegetables and beets. So there's definitely a lot of strategy that you can use with your diet once you know a little bit more about what's going on. Definitely. And different herbal teas, you know, some herbal teas, you know,
0: people drink them because they enjoy them, but... There are teas that are very, very good with fighting different types of infections. There are teas that are really fantastic for, um, you know, the oral health and, and tonsil health. So again, once you have that clear picture as to what's going on in your body, you can get really, really specific.
1: Yeah, so on all of our podcasts, we like to offer a free 15-minute strategy call with myself to get a little bit better of an idea of exactly what you have going on and what we might be able to do in your situation and give you a little bit more guidance on what you can do for your own health. And so to do that, you can head over to integrativewellnessgroup.com and you can schedule that right on our homepage. And as always, please feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes and write us a rating and review. Thank you so much.